Namaste, and welcome back to the channel. In this episode, I want to explore the philosophy and the metaphysics of the service to others polarity, so that by the end of this episode, you're going to have a whole new understanding of why Ra defines the positive polarity in this way, and why service to others is the most effective means of gaining spiritual polarization. So please join me for this 23rd episode of the Law of One series as we explore the essence of the service to others path. So let's begin by exploring the concept of polarity itself so that we can understand why each polarity functions in the way that it does. So the first thing we need to say about polarity is that the entire universe is comprised of two equal and opposite forces which thrust away from each other to build the whole polarized universe. The farther away you move from that which is negative, the more positively polarized you become, and vice versa. So polarity is the force that creates the entire universe. And we can see polarity quite easily in anything we look upon once we understand its principles. For example, space itself is a manifestation of the negative, and form or objects in space are a manifestation of the positive. So just on this basis alone, everything has polarity because everything has space and form. Polarity creates a balance of positive and negative energies, which then allows for physical manifestation. And this is the reason why Ra says that the Creator does not see the negative as being inferior to the positive, but that both polarities are equally valid. Creation relies upon both polarities equally in order to exist, because the first law of polarity is that a thing is always known by its opposite. Without contrast, nothing can actually be known. And so polarity is most principally manifested as what we call electromagnetic energy. Electro represents the positive, which is radiating, and magnetism represents the negative, which is magnetic. All form in the universe is the interplay of electromagnetic energy. So we can say that what is positive is that which moves outward, which produces power and energy, builds and creates and orders. And that which is negative is that which absorbs and destroys or dissipates or makes random. Positive is order, negative is chaos. And so the term entropy in thermodynamics is perhaps the best term to understand the negative through. Entropy means essentially a lack of order or the amount of chaos and randomness in any given system. So the more order or structure something has, the less entropy it has, and vice versa. Through this basic understanding, we can already see why love is the basis of the positive polarity, and why fear is the basis of the negative. Love builds up, makes harmonious, heals, and creates, whereas fear separates, divides, diminishes, and destroys. So as we've said in previous episodes, the entire purpose of third density 
is for this choosing between these two polarities. This is in fact why third density is incomprehensibly difficult in comparison to the higher densities, which are very harmonious and heaven-like compared to the third, because this density needs to have an equal proportion of both polarities. Because every soul that incarnates into third density is coming into this kind of pressure cooker of an environment that forces you to make a quick and authentic choice between these two polarities. Because it's, it's the rub, the friction between the positive and the negative that actually causes us to suffer here. Once we've made a complete choice to one or the other polarity, suffering comes to an end. So the pressure cooker of third density is designed to turn everyone into a diamond or a coal, one or the other. And make no mistake, you will not leave this density until you choose one or the other. So you will eventually have to transcend the polarity that you don't resonate with. For example, a negatively polarized soul who wants to be service to self and is striving towards service to self will suffer because of their need for companionship and intimacy until they can finally cut off those energies within themselves and become completely dead towards others such that they feel no need for any companionship or intimacy with another. Then their energy will be balanced fully to the negative. Whereas a positively polarized being will suffer on behalf of their own greed and pride and selfishness until they transcend those negative energies and become completely selfless. So this is why Ra describes the polarities as service to others and service to self because these are the ways that each path transcends the opposite polarity. Now, you likely already know that you want to be a positively polarized soul, right? Otherwise, why the hell would you watch my YouTube channel? So the question is, how do we show the universe that we want to be a positively polarized soul? Is it enough to just know that I wanna be positive and then go about the rest of my life as usual? And then when my incarnation's over, I'll graduate to fourth density. Well, the answer is obviously no, because our thoughts are not the most accurate reflection of who we really are, but our actions are the most accurate reflection. This is why we have the famous phrase, actions speak louder than words. You can talk all day long about who you think you are or how you want people to see you, but how you behave in time and space is the surest reflection of who you really are. So we have these three ways of showing the universe what we want. Thoughts, feelings, and actions. We could say that thoughts carry the weakest amount of karmic energy behind them, feelings the second most, and actions carry the most amount of karmic power behind them. And that is because, again, you simply do not act on something that you do not believe or desire. So it's not enough to just say, I want to be positive, therefore I have chosen. This is not enough to take you to the fourth density. You must actually prove to the universe by acting positively. The universe wants you to put your money where your mouth is. If you are truly aware of the nature of the universe as oneness, then you will naturally behave according to the laws of oneness. 
A bird must learn how to fly, and a fish must learn how to swim. And likewise, a positively polarized soul must learn how to love and serve others. In session 75, Ra says, Each entity is the creator. The entity, as it becomes more and more conscious of itself, gradually comes to the turning point at which it determines to seek either in service to others or in service to self. So if you cannot at least begin to serve others here in third density, what business do you have going to the fourth density? If you can't show the universe that you can love your neighbor as yourself at least 51% of the time, why should the universe believe that you're ready for fourth density graduation? You must demonstrate what you want. So with this understanding in mind, let's look at some of the metaphysics of service to others and what it says about your understanding of the universe. So we've said that the positive polarity is radiating. So it can be likened to the sun, which is always giving off light. And by virtue of giving off light, the sun itself is always illuminated. It makes itself the source of light by giving off light. So the positive polarity has an endless supply of power, but it only activates or draws upon that power by giving it out. Whereas the negative polarity is magnetic or absorbing, so it can be likened to a black hole in that it has an endless need for power. And so the negative activates its need for power by serving itself at the exclusion of others. So by loving and serving all things equally, we draw upon the infinite supply of power that exists within the one infinite creator. What you give to another, in that sense, is what you keep for yourself, because giving is the proof of having. When you give something to someone else, you actually make yourself the source of what you're giving. So this draws upon the law of oneness, that giving and receiving are the same thing. Because the universe is infinite, the law of oneness is also the law of abundance, meaning there is no lack in oneness. So when you are operating according to the law of oneness, you will have an infinite supply of anything you need. But the way you put a demand on that supply makes all the difference. This is why we can't feel loved or get love by trying to take it from other people. Because taking is a negative action. So it cuts you off from the source of infinite love within you. So think about the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000 with the loaves and the fish. If Jesus had wanted to just multiply 5,000 loaves and fish so he could go sell it in the marketplace and make a big profit, it certainly wouldn't have manifested, right? But because Jesus' intention was to be of service, he put a demand on the law of oneness, and the universe responded by supplying an infinite amount of loaves and fish to feed the 5,000. This is what we do when we seek to love others, in that just by having a sincere intention to love this person in front of me, I actually feel more loving all of a sudden. I actually become more aware of love's presence in my life just by giving it out to others. So the instant you desire to give someone love 
or peace or joy or anything at all. You make yourself the source of that quality and the law of oneness must activate that frequency within your own being. Another important thing to understand about polarity is that because they can only be exact opposites of one another, then one polarity can only serve to reflect what the creator is and the other polarity must serve to reflect what the creator is not. So the positive polarity, service to others, represents all that the creator is in its true nature. Love, oneness, unity. The negative polarity represents all that the creator is not. And this is exactly why Ra refers to the negative polarity as the path of that which is not. Now this does not mean that the negative polarity is less valid than the positive, but it is important to know that in the creator there is no fear, no separation or suffering or disharmony of any kind. These things only seem to exist in illusion. In what illusion, you ask? In the illusion of separation. As soon as the mind perceives a separation, then things like fear and suffering and disharmony will seem to exist to that mind. But in reality, in the Creator, nothing but perfect, unbreakable, eternal oneness exists. But this oneness could not be known without some kind of mirror to reflect it. And so this is what the service to self path does. It is sometimes said that the devil is the mirror that God holds up to itself in order to see its own reflection. So if the purpose of the universe is for the creator to know itself, then the mirror would be just as important as the one being reflected in the mirror. This is why the Law of One says that the negative polarity cannot continue past early sixth density. Negative beings must concede to the path of light and reverse their polarity to the positive. Because an illusion can only last for so long. A shadow can be cast very far by the sunlight, but eventually that shadow can't stretch any farther. Because the shadow doesn't actually exist, right? It owes all of its reality to the light that it is projected from. So another way we could see these two paths is that the negative polarity always works on behalf of the part and in spite of the whole. Whereas the positive polarity always works in service to the whole and what is good for the whole is naturally good for the part as well. So being of service to others does not mean that we no longer do anything that benefits me because I just, I'm just here to serve others now. This is a, a common misconception I hear from people when I talk about service to others. Service to others means that everything we do is seen as an act of service to others. So when we meet our own needs or when we take care of ourselves, we're seeing that as benefiting the whole. The better I take care of myself, the better I can be of service. And likewise, when we see someone else happy or healed, we share in their happiness and healing as if it's our own. So there's just no more value judgments or specialness in our service. We do not see anyone or anything as more or less valuable than anything else. And that includes you, right? It wouldn't be seeing oneness truthfully to ignore your own needs and only help other people because 
You're just as valid as anyone else is. You also deserve just as much love as anyone else does. So service to others requires us to love ourselves wholly and completely so that we actually have the ability to give love and service to others. The real secret to happiness, the kind of happiness that everyone in the world is longing for, is to want happiness for everyone else just as much as you want it for yourself. Course in Miracles says, heaven is entered two by two. Meaning when you are just as interested and invested in the happiness of all living beings as much as you are in your own, then you actually become happy internally. Why? Because remember, you draw upon the infinite supply of happiness within yourself. But this is very counterintuitive to the ego. Because when the ego hears this, it thinks, Oh, it's hard enough just to want my own happiness. Just imagine how miserable I would be if I was concerned with everyone else's happiness too. I would be doomed to suffer. And this is how the ego keeps us from reaching the prize. Because the truth is, you only suffer because you're so obsessed with yourself. Because you're so obsessed with getting happiness from others and from the world. This is the service to self path. The service to self being seeks to serve itself at the exclusion of everyone else. And so for a soul that wants to be positively polarized and tries to find happiness by taking it from the world is a guaranteed recipe for suffering. All you are doing is cutting yourself off from the law of oneness and the infinite supply of happiness that exists within you. Practically everyone on earth is living the same way. Everyone wants to be special, to set themselves apart, and for everyone else to acknowledge how special they are. This is what the ego does. Everyone is going around thinking, I am the center of the universe. I am the most important person in the world. My needs are more important than everyone else's needs. Most people think and behave this way every single day of their short 75-year lifespan. And then they die and are quickly forgotten and replaced by more egos who think that they're the center of the universe. But when your time here is over, no one will remember how special you thought you were. And no one cares because they're all too busy worrying about their own specialness. So at a certain point, the futility of this thought system has to be realized. Everyone lives and dies selfishly and has nothing to show for it in the end. But a rare being goes beyond themselves, becomes truly selfless, and lives a life of love and service to others. And ironically, these are the people that history remembers as being special. You simply cannot separate yourself from the universe and then try to win happiness from it. When you do this, you are contradicting reality. The nature of a reality is not separation or lack, but oneness and abundance. You cannot win happiness from the universe by separating yourself from it, but only by joining with it. And the act of joining with the universe is the path of service to others. This is the golden rule that Christ spoke of when he was asked, what is the greatest commandment of all? He said, there are two. 
Love the Lord your God with all your heart. And the second commandment is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then he said, These two commandments fulfill all the law and the prophets. So the service to others path can also be seen as the ancient practice of karma yoga. It was discovered thousands of years ago by ancient yogis that one can change their own miserable condition, no matter how much of a sinner they may be, by doing one simple thing, good deeds. It is impossible to do good to another without raising your own frequency. It is the easiest way to spiritually polarize. It could be said that God has locked away your happiness in the heart of every other living being so that the only way for you to access it is to make them happy and when you make someone else happy it unlocks the happiness within you and returns it to you when the ego hears the message that all you really need is to be of service to others and you'll finally have the happiness that you've sought for for so long the ego responds by saying Prove to me that serving really will make me happy and then I'll do it. So it's sort of like handing a child a pile of sugar to eat and the child says, prove to me that that's really sugar rather than salt and then I'll taste it. But the proof of the sugar is in the tasting. In the same way, the proof of service is in the serving. The person you meet, every single person, is your one-way ticket to heaven if you can see them and love them as the Creator, if you can be even more interested in their happiness and their highest good than you are in your own. This is the secret of the saints, that there is a kind of inner joy and contentment that is only found in service to others, and it can't be tasted any other way. And so when that time comes for every soul to finally go beyond themselves, the soul quickly discovers that eternal life was within them all along, but they only could not see it because they did not first see it in others. Being of service to others in every moment possible kills the ego faster than anything else. And when we finally get beyond ourself, the little self, we find the Creator's love shining through everything and this is the essence of the service to others path. It opens our spiritual vision to the awareness of oneness. And as A Course in Miracles says, the kingdom of heaven is the awareness of perfect oneness and the knowledge that there is nothing else. So I'll leave you now, as always, with one final quote from Ra. Questioner, if an entity wants to learn the ways of service to others rather than service to self while he is in this third density, are there best ways of being of service to others, or is any way just as good as any other way? I am Ra. The best way of service to others is the constant attempt to seek to share the love of the Creator as it is known to the inner self. This involves self-knowledge and the ability to open the self to the other self without hesitation. 
This involves, shall we say, radiating that which is the essence or the heart of the mind-body-spirit complex. Hey everyone, thank you for watching today's video. I hope that you were truly blessed by it. And I wanted to let you know that I'm really excited to now be partnering with an amazing conscious supplement company called Organifi. A lot of you know that I'm also passionate about holistic health and nutrition. And Organifi has been a staple in my daily health routine for a very long time. They make the most delicious, organic, and high quality superfood products that I've ever come across. And as you know, a healthy body is a great benefit for spiritual growth because the health of your body directly translates to the health of your mind. Everything is connected. So feeding your body with high vibrational superfoods straight from the earth is one of the best ways to create that environment for a healthy mind. But getting all the superfoods that your body needs in one day can admittedly be a little bit tough. And that is where Organifi can add a ton of value to your life. I personally start every day off with green, which is Organifi's really delicious blend of 11 superfoods like ashwagandha, chlorella, and moringa. And then in the middle of the day, I'll usually have a scoop of red, which is a delicious energy blend full of 13 adaptogens and antioxidants from berries to recharge your mind and body with a delicious blend of organic superfoods. Your body is an amazing organic machine, but it needs the right fuel and signals to function at its best. And red is full of adaptogens sourced from organic herbs and medicinal mushrooms. And these are compounds that balance hormones, prime your energy pathways, and alleviate stress. So instead of crushing your adrenal system with huge doses of caffeine every day, adaptogens work with your body and give you natural, sustained energy all throughout the day. What's most important to me though about Organifi is the way that they go above and beyond to ensure the cleanest and purest ingredients in all of their products. They are USDA certified organic, non-GMO, gluten-free, certified glyphosate-free, and absolutely zero fillers. So I never go anywhere without Organifi and I never miss a day without taking it. And Organifi is offering a super generous discount of 20% off of your entire order when you use the coupon code ABKEY at checkout. So if you wanna upgrade your health regimen with Organifi, you can click on the link in the description box below to learn more about all the amazing products that they offer. And I promise you that your mind and your body are gonna thank you for it.